Welcome to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast, episode 116. Welcome to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast with your host, Jack Mountain Bushcraft School founder and master main guide, Tim Smith. I'm your host, Tim Smith. I'm a registered master main guide and have been a full-time outdoor instructor and guide since founding the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School in 1999. We help people become more skilled, more knowledgeable, more experienced, and more confident in the natural world through our bushcraft and guide training semester programs and multi-week canoe and snowshoe expeditions. You can check out the show notes to all of our podcasts at blog.jackmtn.com. If you're interested in learning more about our college-accredited and GI Bill-approved programs, visit the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School on the web at jackmtn.com. And check out our online network and digital learning academy at bushcraftschool.com. Hello and welcome back to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast. It is May 25th. Tessa Story and I seated in the guide shack next to a roaring wood stove because, you know, it's late May in Aroostook County and it's 43 degrees outside and the weather thing says that it feels like it's 39 degrees. Nice. And this has been our month. We've spent this month on the rivers of northern Maine and it's just been cold and windy and windy and cold. <laughs> Since we started the current course back on April 30th. Uh, not to mention it's raining today too. So I guess on the upside is that it's not snow. Yeah. The good news is it's supposed to be really beautiful and sunny and warm next week after this course is over. <laughs> so yeah, it's supposed to be sunny in 75. And that means two words what that means. Black flies. Yeah. So we'll go right from basically late winter into black fly season. Uh. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I think, is looking forward to it being warmer, but they'll see. They'll see. When the <laughs> yeah the flies come out, it's like, oh my God, bring back the yeah. cold and the snow. I'm even looking forward to it, even though I know what's going to happen. So we're wrapping up the Wilderness Canoe Expedition semester. We just took off our uh, took off the river on our last trip of the semester. It's a four week program. Uh, we just took off the Allagash, and all we have left to do is our practical exam. So our testing protocols for people who are going for their Engage certification, uh, and that'll consist of moving water, poling, and paddling. Um, tests them demonstrating that they've mastered the material at a local rapid uh, and then we're done then the course is officially over yeah so it's busy 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 still we're just uh taking the day off because everybody is tired um including us including us like physically tired (laughs) emotionally tired uh yeah spiritually tired it's a grind it's a grind uh guiding a month-long program that's cold that's cold yeah (laughs) so i have my uh i've got it's got to be 20 something years old now but an old wiggies over bag i think when it was new it was rated to 35 degrees fahrenheit and like an idiot that's all i brought with me this month Mm. uh because you would think may is warm you'd think may might get up to the 40s but most of the nights have been in the 30s and some in the 20s yeah i've pretty much had to heat up a hot water bottle to keep in my sleeping bag every night because i also have a sleeping bag that is old and not as functional as it could be. And the ironic part is that I've got a several sleeping bags. Yeah. At that home are functional. That though. are functional. That I, you know, I can, I've slept out, you know, 20, 30 below zero. I've got those sleeping bags, but I just didn't bring them with me because I was like, oh, this will be good enough. So, you know, trying to stay warm some of those nights, uh, putting on everything I had, wrapping up 
yeah. and all my clothes and then cr- climbing in the bag and still, you know, waking up at f- first light at 4.15, like got to get a fire going now. Waking up and just being like, I do not want to get out of my tent. I do not want to get out of my sleeping bag. It is so cold. I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, I've got to go light that fire and make coffee because I'm cold. Uh, no, I just lean into the cold and just shiver more <laughs> angrily. Uh, and you're saying something about all of the, the things you passed, most of the things you packed being wishful thinking. Right. Clothing wise. Yeah. You brought like swimsuits. I got almost halfway into the water one day before I was decided no. I yeah. don't I don't want to be in this water. The air wasn't warm. The water is definitely not warm. And it was always just windy. So even if the sun was out, yeah. the wind was still blowing hard enough that it was not swimming weather. But that which does not kill me makes me stronger. So the people on the course have just thrived uh, under challenging conditions. And we were talking about it. We had a group meeting this morning and... I sort of said, yeah, I know everybody's physically a little beat up. We're tired, muscles hurt, hands hurt from holding canoe paddles. But it's a good sore. Confidence is huge. You know, people have been doing that, cooking every meal over an open fire for a month. Uh, You know, no stoves, getting all that firewood with axes, covering miles with canoes. So, yeah, we've got the they've had the instruction. They've got the reps. They've they've covered the miles uh, and all there's left to do is test. Yeah guarantee that they've got the uh, particulars of the skill set we are all sore but thankfully nobody got injured yeah i don't think no bodily injuries no 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 injuries uh just a great solid month on the on the water especially yesterday whenever we were going to our takeout point and it was just raining pouring rain (laughs) so nice and like 38 degrees fahrenheit pouring rain and yeah but it was still pretty it's still I, I kind of still enjoyed myself and you could smell all the balsam poplar had just all the leaves have just come out so the smell was in the air pretty heavily and that was nice and smell is super related to memory apparently they're right next to each other in the brain mm-hmm. what does that smell remind you of anything specific i guess just here being up here yeah uh for me that the Populous balsamifera, that the smell of those buds, for some reason, always reminds me of the Anchorage, Alaska airport. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, I've never been there, but it does remind me of that. Yeah. Because you talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, on our on our trip last year, the canoe expedition semester, that I feel like they were still budding or something. Um, I remember pulling over on an island and just grabbing them and smelling them. Yeah. Right before we saw that fisher cat chasing the... Snowshoe hair. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So there. there, That's my memory. I do recall. (laughs) I do recall. Uh, Everything we do here is a bit of an experiment. So this year, going back to running the canoe expedition in May was an experiment. And we're (laughs) currently in discussion as to 2024's plan. Uh, And we'll see. We'll see. We're going to think about it, talk about it. And it was hard, though. Not going to lie. And there weren't any blueberries anywhere to cheer me up along the way. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know if we had another. Odds are we won't get another May like this for some time. But uh, maybe May is a better month to be in the woods than on the water, even though there's high water everywhere. Mm. Um, It's hard. It's hard. Uh, but the group did amazingly well. Uh, they came together as a group, as a team. Always fun to watch. Always fun to watch people progress from that first day on the pond with shaky legs, standing up in a boat to pulling, you know, class yeah. two whitewater up and down with a lot of confidence. That's It's just awesome to be around, right? Mm-hmm. That's 
most educators will tell you that's probably why they're in it. They're not in it for the money or the bling or the fancy cars or whatever. What? But, yeah, that's oh. uh, probably not coming anytime oh, okay. soon. Um, well, I got to go. <laughs> being in it for the... To be there when people have those aha moments and when you can see somebody really grow and really progress and gain a lot of confidence and it's heady stuff and it's awesome to be around. Yeah. There's a lot of time spent on the water checking out students and making sure they're all right. But towards the end, you just turn around and see them just doing it. Yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah. Cool to see. It's cool to see. And to see their, in addition to the, like the hard skills, to see their confidence really, Mm -hmm. really grow to where... Maybe in the beginning they're hesitant and aren't a hundred percent sure they can do it, but then by the end, like they're yeah. doing it, and and you know our job is to remind them that hey, you're doing this. Uh, Learning to pull is frustrating. It's frustrating on the body, on the ego, and even. I mean, I haven't been doing it for very long, only a year and a half now, and I still hit rocks and get stuck sometimes. So you know, it doesn't stop being hard, but the confidence you get from it is pretty great. Yeah, pretty great. When you do um, pick the right lines and go smooth sailing. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we're back. Um, we've been having the discussions about food nonstop. About, uh, and one of the good things about you know being out in the cold like that and physically working hard every day, both of our metabolisms are running like 7,000 miles a minute. Mm. Uh, and... That's why I come out here, it's to eat as much as I We're hungry. want to. Everybody probably lost between 5 and 15 pounds on the trip, <laughs> and yet you're constantly eating, right? Like, Everybody's frying everything in the bacon fat that they made and doing like a, a stick of butter, and then you're like, oh, okay, what, what else like, can I eat? Imagine, so it's the Jack Mountain diet, eat as much as you can, not, not only what you want, but you're just constantly shoveling calories in your mouth and you're still losing weight. So, yeah, our metabolisms now are all ramped up and and probably, I'm not sure what I'm going to eat later today, but it'll probably be big and it'll be a big, a lot of fat. Got some bacon waiting for me. Maybe soup. (laughs) In the book True North, uh, Elliot Merrick talks about when they get back from their big snowshoe trip, he says we would sleep for, you know, sleep most of the day, wake up only to eat, and they would (laughs) eat so much that the only thing that stopped them from eating wasn't feeling full. Uh, they were still hungry, but they only stopped eating because they were embarrassed about how much they were eating. And that's kind <laughs> oh, of, I've never been embarrassed. That's kind of where we're at right now. So just food, food, food. And, and again, you know, May 25th, and it feels like it's 39 degrees Fahrenheit out, pouring rain with a big wind. So cool. welcome welcome to Aroostook County. Uh, next up for us, we've got a week break. Uh, and uh, I had a friend of mine text me this morning he says oh do you have any time i'm, I'm itching for an adventure on a grab a fishing rod and head north towards labrador and i was so tempted to say let's go uh but probably won't be able to pull off pull off labrador in the next week do you have any big plans for the next week um well memorial day is coming up and i think i have a friend she has a camp down down south in maine <laughs> so i'm gonna go hang out there maybe canoe a little on the lake so I always tell people that I don't live in America. You know, I always tell people I live in Aroostook County. You know, it's north of America. And I always say, you know, if we're going down south, you know, south route two, down south towards Bangor, oh, I yeah. say, well, I'm going south to America or go to South America, as I call it. So for me, South America starts right at that, uh, right at that bridge where the Bangor Mall is. Uh, I can't, what's the name of that road? You remember? 
It doesn't really matter, but, you know, every now and then I've got to go down there to South America. South to America. <laughs> so just a little one other thing I wanted to talk about today is just the hard part of leadership, right? The hard part of outdoor mm. leadership, or I guess leading in any capacity, um, is having to make difficult decisions that don't make people happy, right? And you have to you have to be able to make those decisions and you have to stick with them, even if you don't want to. Yeah. So for several of our past uh, past few immersion programs, uh, I have had to look somebody in the eye and tell them you can't you can't continue here. You have to go home, and that's a hard thing to do because people often have their kind of heart set on a certain outcome, but then things happen. You know, if safety protocols are violated, it doesn't mean that I dislike them as a person, but it does mean that we can no longer continue to have this you know professional relationship can't have you on a course anymore if it I feel that it's unsafe for the group or for the gear or you know for the anybody people involved so those are those are really hard things they're hard decisions to make and um, but you know part of leadership is is making those unpopular decisions and sometimes when you don't have all the information that you would want I think mm-hmm. in fact I think on this podcast I've said you know one definition of leadership is making Consistently making unpopular decisions based on not having all of the information you need to make them. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's hard. No one no one likes that. Uh, no one likes to have their kind of dreams crushed. Uh, but it is, it is what it is. But I, we are here to crush dreams <laughs> and get fancy cars. Is that what my job is? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Define fancy cars. Like oh, you know, a, you know. <laughs> a banged up old four-wheel drive truck. That, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. they're Something they're, I can just rip down a logging road with. Oh, they're real fancy. Brap, brap. Yeah. So, I guess I'll just leave that there. But but making hard decisions uh, is, it comes with the, it comes with the territory, right? If you're going to be mm. the person in charge, you've got to be willing, ready, and able to make those decisions that, that people aren't going to like. Uh, it's not going to make them happy. And, you know, for the record, it doesn't make me happy. I, no. I really dread that aspect of the job is telling people, hey, you know, I think that, uh, you know, your time here is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just hurts. It's never it's never easy. It's never fun. Kind of kind of crappy. I guess one other high, high point for the course looking back, our friend Ryan at Round Pond. The Allagash Ranger. Uh, I have no idea what his last name is. <laughs> but first met this guy last year. Our alumni and good friend Ryan Holt, a.k.a. Yukon from Naked and Afraid fame, uh, ran the Allagash with a couple of guys. And he had, he had left something here. I think it was a canoe. He yeah. had left here for a bit. So they stopped by on their way south to grab it. And we met this other guy named Ryan. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, apply for a job as an Allagash Ranger. And then we saw him. Working at Round Pond last year, working this year. So shout out to Ryan and his dog Trapper. Cute dog. Big, what is he, 13 months did he say? How old is the dog? A year and five. year and five months, but this big gregarious lab. Its paws are like the size of a brown bear. So I can't imagine. The way he ran was so funny. He didn't. He didn't like touch the ground. His back legs were before his, in front of his front legs before he touched the ground. He just looked like he was going to flip over the whole time he was running. Right, but here's this young dog always hanging out with his dad, and then we show up, and here's like 
uh, eight new people to play with and just couldn't have been happier and running people who and... love dogs and have been dog deprived for a few weeks so right yeah. he was just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always fun to see the dogs uh yeah well i don't have a whole lot else for this like we just said we'd check in when we got back from our from our trip uh testing to go and probably check in with you guys in a week and and record another one but Again, thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great day and talk to you soon. You have been listening to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast. For more information on our professional wilderness guide training programs that are college accredited and GI Bill approved, visit us on the web at jackmtn.com.